Hello and welcome to the Aussie Nurses Podcast. I am Nat. I am Jem and we created this podcast to follow our journey into the world of nursing. This year, as graduate nurses, we will focus on surviving our grad programs and interview nurses we find interesting and squeeze them of their advice and guidance. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can always shoot us a message on our Instagram page, which we'll link in the show notes. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. It's Jem. Welcome back. Hey, Nat. Hey, Jem. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm just sitting here, having just gotten out of the shower with my face mask on. (laughs) I love that. Some self-care. Hey, just a quick catch up. How's your grad program going? Um, My grad program's good. I don't even feel like a grad anymore. I feel like I've kind of molded into what the day-to-day is like. I'm really enjoying it. I love going to a different ward every day and not sort of knowing until I turn up and also not, you know, falling into the drama of each ward, which you do see a little bit of, but you don't see it too much because you're kind of just coming and going the best bits of it. So um, I guess the only thing that reminds me I'm a grad is that I have competencies to do. And that's been a bit tricky to do because there's no facilitators really available at the moment. The hospital is going through a massive hire to cover all this COVID business that's going on. So we're sort of preparing for the worst. So that means hiring enough people to be able to cover all that. So I'm sure we'll talk about COVID soon enough. So Jem, what's happening with you? What's changed since we last had a catch up? Uh, I actually started, Nat. I'm officially on the floor after a week of orientation, which, not going to lie, almost killed me. A week of orientation. Like, what the fuck? But also grateful. I thought like a week of orientation would be okay because, you know, you do your life support, you do all of those types of basic things in one day. Maybe a, this is what the hospital is about on one another day, meet the CEO, those types of things. But a whole week was a bit too much for me. And you met the CEO that was part of your orientation. Yeah. You get the opportunity to ask him a question, but they don't tell you you're going to meet him. That was bizarre. That was a great concept though, because they get you to do that secret. What did you ask the CEO if he was here? And then next up, CEO's coming in. You're like, what? But it was good because it was really humanizing and kind of made him a bit more approachable. So I appreciated that. So it was good. Started our surgical rotation. The funny thing is, as soon as I got on the floor, I felt so much more at home. Thankfully, (laughs) just being able to be clinical uh, purely because I've just been at uni for how long doing that. And then you put me in another classroom and all I want to do is get out there and help. So being straight onto the floor that second week was great. Everyone was really approachable and friendly, outgoing. Yeah. I think the first few days I just said, look, I know I'm a supernumerary. I'm happy just to stand back. I still don't know where everything is, but I can find the dirty utility. I can find the clean. I can find meds. Yeah. But I haven't used your pumps before and I'm not too familiar with that type of barrette. That type of thing, being able to use that supernumerary to my advantage was good. And so you're a couple of weeks in, so you've just done the one week on the floor or is it two weeks now? So it's two weeks on that floor and then I get rotated to someone else and then somewhere else and then somewhere else until we eventually learn all of the wards that we could be pulled out to. And then they start that rotation and I go to a different place 
every day or every shift, depending on whatever the ward needs. So basically that pool. Do you think two weeks is too much or do you think one week on each ward would have done it for you? Actually, it's funny you mention that because there's people in uh, the same kind of uh, group as me and they're saying that two weeks wasn't enough. And I'm kind of like, no, we're meant to be doing one shift in one place. So two weeks is more than enough. A week I was like, cool, I know where everything is. And then getting the two weeks was brilliant because now everybody knows who I am. So the rest of the ward staff are confident. The numb knows me, which is really lovely. Like you don't expect that. Two weeks definitely helped form a rapport. Yeah, that's it. And you don't want to get kind of stuck in the same spot, especially if, what if you don't like it? Exactly. What if it's a ward you don't like and you're stuck there longer? Yeah. Uh, well, what if you um, need to do all your competencies and you're on a ward that don't have that type of competency available and then you've got four weeks there, then what? Yeah. So when it's all over, once you've gone through all those rotations, what will happen then? Will you just go a different place every day or how will that work? Yeah, exactly. So just like normal pool. So someone might be on leave, someone might be on sick. They might just need more people to fill. So yeah, we kind of just, whatever the demand is, we'll supply. All right. That's really interesting. You had a very, that's a very good and very supportive grad program. Oh, absolutely like to start off with orientation, I guess, with this supernumerary. Absolutely. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> it's a very fortunate position, actually. The Monday I turned up and I get to my ward, the gates are pulled down and there's a letter, like a progress note piece of paper sitting on the nurse's station that says, all staff report to, and then another ward. And I was like, I haven't even done one shift here. Where am I meant to go? So I start wandering back and you know me, I'm a little bit friendly. So I see another nurse way down the hall and I thought, I'll just go check if she knows what's happening. And she's like, oh no, no, just come to the nursing station and I'll sort you out. Get to the nursing station now. Do you want to just stay here? And I was like, uh, okay. Called my program um, office and they just said, would you mind if we kept her? Everyone else has gone down to this other ward, but she may as well stay. I kind of drew a really good card in being able to stay on this ward that's very similar to where I had been sent. Very fortunate. And then that meant that the facilitator on that closed ward could come and see me as well as the facilitator and educator for the ward that I was on. So I had up to three educators I could have utilized for competencies. That's awesome. So did you, how, did you stay there for the full week then or was it just that day? No, that was for the full two weeks. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Well, I got a lot of competencies done. I think I got like three or four weeks done in three days. I just pumped them out. Holy moly. I know. It was so good. So how does that work then? How are your competencies set out? Do you get like a grad book or do you get an online login? So everything's online at the moment and they're transitioning different programs, but you know, you get the printout of the module that for the assessment that you need to do. You do that assessment, they sign you off and they send that back to the education center who then puts that into the computer. So you can kind of track where you're up to as well. Oh, right. So do you have a list that you need to complete over the time of your program? We've got four weeks of um, competencies. Most of them are online learning, but then some of them have a face-to-face -face competency as well. So some things like blood transfusions and cytotoxic antineoplastics, those types of things you need to do online and face-to-face. -face. But then there's other things. It's like patient-centered care and you just do that face-to-face. -face. Right. Okay. So pretty similar to what we have, except ours is sort of outlined in just a book. That's pretty cool that you get to do that. It's nice when you get to mark them off. Oh yeah. It feels good writing the date. And you're like, ah, oh, one less thing to worry about. <laughs> yes. And then all you can see is that you've completed most of them. Totally get it. 
Have you noticed any differences between your placements as a student and where you are now, hospital-wise? Yeah, you'd think there's not many differences, hey. Like, we're all trying to achieve the same positive outcomes for our patients. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There seems to be a couple of obvious things, though. So there's the way that a flush can be done actually varies on who's actually doing it and where you are. So private prefers the burettes, while public, you kind of just chuck up another 100 mil bag and do a 30 mil flush with that. It's becoming more and more common for team nursing to be done on the wards than a split patient load, which I don't know, I think there's definitely pros and cons to it. But um, yeah, I'll leave that up to those with a formed opinion on them. Being pool, I'm pretty chill. So just tell me how your ward does it. And if you're not keen to do one or the other, then tell me straight up, not in the middle of a shift. That's annoying. There is a couple of others, but they're the main two that spring to mind. So overall, are you enjoying it? Like, are you, is this a place you're happy to stay? Look, it was lovely. People were nice. I got to do lots of cool things, but I'm not too sure that it's somewhere that I could stay. And I think I am really grateful that I'm in this program now because I couldn't imagine being in there for two years. After maybe a year, I would be ready to move. Six months, I'd be ready to move. Yeah. They do cool things. Yeah. But I'm not being kept busy enough. Yeah. And then they're telling me that it's a busy ward. And that kind of brings me back to the same thought process where I had initially thought I'd like a, um, a step down ED or something like that when there's a bit of everything and it's nice and fast mm. and it's just not the same thing every day. So I guess in saying that you've kind of started at a really odd time. I sure have. You've started when the COVID impact has probably already taken place. So I probably don't have nearly as much um, experience as you in this, but at our hospital, when people are coming in to visit, our doors are actually locked. You can't get in without an access pass. Um, that includes into the emergency department. If you're wanting to come visit somebody, you must report to the front doors. And then once they let you in, you give your name and who you're visiting. And there is only one visitor per patient. And, you know, considering this is a pandemic, we probably should be taking this as seriously as we are. And then as soon as they come up on towards that same visitor in our hospital for their whole duration of our patient stay. So if they're there for six weeks, you only get to see that one visitor for six weeks. Otherwise, no one else gets to come. Um, and, you know, it's not only for our safety, but that's for everybody else's safety. On top of that, uh, we have regular updates from the management and executive team. And then on top of that, we have um, people coming and giving updates on how to uh, put on our PPE and take off our PPE, those types of things as well. So they're just little things that they're giving us and little tips and tricks as well as um, our online mandatory learning which reminds us how we should be completing our hygiene cares so we are safe as well what about you what's happening with you guys yeah so I guess I kind of got the before and after the COVID so when I started it hadn't quite kicked in we were a full running hospital at the time and then slowly it's progressed to same as you basically cancelled surgeries closing of wards and mixing of wards Actually, COVID processes have changed a lot. They have. I think I get a new email every day being like new PPE doffing. 
new PPE assessment for what's required. And then the next day it'll be something different. Do you receive updates? I think I get about three emails. Yeah, I get three emails a day from the hospital about different changes or different happenings and things like that. What ward is closed down? What ward is the COVID ward? Yeah, it's just hard to keep track on. I definitely go to work and think I wonder what's changed today. Condense and summarize your information because otherwise people don't have the time to read Mm. five pages of email. It's just too much. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. At the end of the day, I think we are super lucky where we're located. I have been seeing a lot on Facebook of photos and then descriptions of the nurses that have passed away overseas. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few popping up today of nurses over in England that have died. Yeah. And it's really sad. And I just think how lucky we are that we haven't had that severe of a of an impact. It's crazy. We're like ridiculously quiet here. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Don't say the Q word. Yeah, I know. Shh, don't care. <laughs> but like legit, there's. I go on the ward and I might have one or two patients and it's so different. We were so busy a month ago and then now it's, it is like that. You know, I had a really complex patient who I was very thankful. It was just him and another patient that was being discharged because he was really quite complicated. But I, I just thought, oh my gosh, if I had three more patients with this guy, I would have been swamped, but it's just not like that. And I think in a way it's a great learning environment for new grads because we get to then slowly work through that patient's care, but holy moly. Yeah. It's, it's quietened down so much. And obviously in preparation for an influx of, of potential COVID cases, like it makes sense why we're disaster preparing like we are, you know, extending the ICU, closing wards, clearing out patients, that kind of stuff. Like it all makes sense, but it's just, it's eerily quiet, eerily quiet. And it's kind of like, we're just waiting for what's happening overseas to happen here. Yeah, and fair enough. But like, if you're working with these people every day, we're already exposed to the same things, like at handover. Nat, do you get to do handover and actually observe social distancing? I attempt to. It's hard to give handover in a 1.5 metre distance when everyone else is trying to give handover, especially huddles have changed. They've kind of, some wards have gotten rid of them. Some wards have made it that you'll stand around and distance yourselves and then they're yelling in the ward and you're like I don't really think the patients really want to hear about the person who's kicked off last night everyone's just making do with with what what they can at the moment yeah absolutely and that's fair enough I think I just get um a little bit frustrated because I'm supernumerary but going forwards I'm not going to be and so I need to actually go and have a look at those wounds next week I'm the actual nurse yeah Nobody else is going to be there to double check that that wound is tied down and it's secure and it's clean and it's not infected and all of those other things. And the PCA is right. That's up to me. I can't stand at the door and look at someone else's wound while somebody else is receiving handover. That is very true. But I guess, you know, you can kind of gather what you need to look for. Because at the moment we've got one nurse who's giving the handover and then the actual nurse that's receiving it. And because I'm supernumerary, I can't go in there. Everyone else has to stand at the door or back. But at the time, like this is just while there's social distancing. Once you're the nurse that's going in and checking it anyway. So if you have any questions, you could always ask the nurse that's handing over. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good point. It just kind of was a bit frustrating. Also, we're in these people's grills the whole shift. 
even the people we're handing over to, we're in their grill then too. We have contact within non-social distancing the whole time with everybody. But yes, so that's what's been happening with me and I'm glad that we got to catch up. Yes. But that brings us to the end of our episode today. Thanks for tuning in. If you're keen to hear more or something we've discussed has interested you or, you know, you want to have your own input into how everyone's heading into COVID, head on over to our Instagram or Facebook and send us a message at the Aussie Nurses Podcast. Have a great day.